as we've been reading through Mark's gospel, we have had this theme and continue to have this theme of the importance of serving others, the importance of servanthood. And as I was reading this, the question that I thought we may need to sit with is, whom do I serve? When we personally look at our lives, who are we serving? And collectively, as a congregation, who are we serving? Are we concerned with our own needs and wants? Are we listening to our community? Just as are we personally listening to our friends, our neighbors, those around us? to hear their needs, their plight, their journeys, and how we may be helpful to them. Where is our attention? Is it on ourselves? Or do we see the need of others? I think that this is a, a big issue for us. And it's a big issue because in our country, we like winners. When I saw, I was looking for an, a graphic, and when I saw this, I just laughed. Wake me when I'm famous, because everybody wants their 30 seconds of fame. We even have people who commit atrocities to get 30 seconds of fame. We get so hung up on, on our egos, on being better than everybody else, on having that time, that privilege, because that's, that's who we look up to in our culture. We have, we call them celebrities because we say that they're better than other people. My sermon took a shift this morning because my, I was going to talk to you about Aaron Rodgers, and I still will say a bit about Aaron Rodgers. Because he certainly made the news this week. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers has been and has taken the all-American guy motif. Even in, his all -state in the all-state commercials, right? He was just this all-American good guy. And this week we found out that... He told us he was immunized, but he hasn't been vaccinated. And he exposed his whole team and their franchise to possible penalties in the NFL because he didn't follow protocol for people who aren't vaccinated because he thought he was better than that. He thought it didn't the rules didn't apply to him. We have these people. We continue to lift them up and celebrate them in our culture. But then I, I read the paper, or at least a bit of the perspective section, and I read particularly an article by Rabbi Paskov, where he talked and mentioned the article from last week about a white supremacist group that met in Millersville, who are against Jews and people of color who are about making sure that the white majority stays in charge 
and in power in America. And he said in that, that we needed to speak out against it. And I was convicted because I had read that article, the article last week, and I was disgusted by what I heard going on here in our county and not surprised. But Rabbi Jack said we needed to stand up and say something. And so I'm going to say, I don't want that kind of idea, ideology in our church. I don't want it in our community and not in our country. The hatred of other people for being who they are has got to stop. Because, you see, the church has been used to promote certain ideologies. The church was used to promote slavery for years, hundreds of years. And the church in Germany supported Hitler until they couldn't anymore. Whenever we decide that we are better than everybody else and everyone else needs to be hurt or put down, then we have a problem. We need to look at that and how we handle that. In our story today, we have, we have jumped around a lot in Mark's gospel, so I want to give you some context. So, so last week we weren't in, we did All Saints, and we weren't in the gospel of Mark at all. But the week before that, we were in, in chapter 10, and I had talked about James and John and how they wanted to be on Jesus' left and right. And he tells them that that's, they don't know what they're asking. This happens before. We're back in chapter 9 now. By chapter 9, we are a good way through Mark's gospel. So they have watched Jesus go around teaching and healing. They have watched him do two multi multiple feedings. One was said there were 4,000 people. Another said there were 5,000 people at these places where they had these mass um, places where bread and cup were shared. And they have just come down from the mountain where Peter, James, and John saw what we call the transfiguration, where Jesus was on the mountain and Elijah and Moses' spirits showed up and, Jesus, and God said, Jesus went into a cloud and God said, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. They come down from the mountain, and we get into the, the scripture that we have today. So they come down from the mountain, and there's people arguing. At first, it's the scribes and the disciples. And Jesus is like, what are you arguing about? And they find out, he finds out that a man has brought his son to the disciples to be healed, and they aren't able to do it. But Jesus heals them, and then they move on. That's another theme in Mark's gospel, that this Jesus and the disciples, Jesus doesn't stay anywhere long. He is on the move. He has things to accomplish. 
So he heals that person and he moves on. And as they're walking, he tells them about his betrayal. He doesn't say, I'm going to be betrayed. He says, the son of man is going to be betrayed and killed and will rise on the third day. That's the second time he's told them in this in Mark's gospel. And he's going to tell them a third time, right before James and John ask about, about having privileged spots. So he, tell, he shares that with them, but again, they don't understand. That's a theme in Mark's gospel, that no matter how much Jesus preaches, the, the disciples miss the point, and they don't understand what he's saying. And then they're walking further. They're going to Capernaum, and he hears them arguing. And when they get there, he says, what are you arguing about? And it says, no one wants to tell him. No one wants to admit to him because they've already understood that Jesus didn't come looking for glory himself. He came to serve. It's in chapter 10 where Jesus says, so in the next chapter, Jesus says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve, and we are called to be servants. We are called to serve others. And so then Jesus does something that really hits them, where he takes a child. A child in that time and place would have been the least valued person in a society. Because a child wasn't worth anything until they could work and produce but he took a child among them and he said, this child, whoever welcomes a child such as this welcomes me. And if you welcome a child and me, and you welcome the one who has sent me. Who do we welcome? Do we welcome all people as children of God? Or do we want to draw those lines and decide who's, who's welcome and who's not? I hope not. That's not who I want to be. And that's not who I think we are called to be as a church. As I was thinking about this, I've, I'm, I'm also watching a series on Apple TV called Ted Lasso. And I don't know how many, I got, I got a shout out in the booth. I don't know how many of, um, how many of you have Apple TV or watched um, Ted Lasso. But it is a wonderful show about the fact that we all have struggles. But we can support one another. And if we operate like a team, we are all better. The premise of the show, just in general, is that Ted Lasso is a successful football coach who is recruited to coach a, a British football team, which would be soccer to us. Ted Lasso knows nothing about soccer, but he knows what it takes to be a team. This particular 
uh, player on the team, on, his, on the soccer team, is Jamie Tart. And Jamie Tart is the star of the team. And Jamie Tart has an ego that wouldn't fit in this room and all the confidence that comes with being a starter. If Jamie takes the ball, runs the length of the field, and shoots on the goal and scores, then they will win. But if not, he is their only chance. He is their star player. He is on loan from another team to be their star. And Jamie is all about himself. And Ted Lasso tries to help him be part of the team and suggests that he would pass the ball to someone else who's in a better position to make the goal. And Jamie won't do it. Not only will Jamie not do that, but Jamie will also not practice. He doesn't feel that he needs to practice with his team. And Ted Lasso does the thing that nobody wants to do. He benches the star. He tells the star that he's now going to set up cones for the other players to practice. Because it's not about being the star. It's about learning how to work as a team. Fortunately, Jamie has a transformation. He gets it. And there's a lot more to the story. But that moment of transformation for Jamie is the moment, is, is the kind of transformation that Jesus is looking for us to have. When we realize it's not about us, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about what we can do together. It's about who we are together. America used to be about what we are together. Church is about how we can serve the community. Not what we can do to make ourselves comfortable and ourselves happy. How can we help others who are struggling, who are in need? Two years ago in 2019, we lost a great theologian. Her name is Rachel Held Evans. I had the opportunity, she, was, she even came to Lancaster and spoke at Highland Presbyterian, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to hear her speak. But one of her friends has compiled some of the writings that she never published, and a, book, a new book is coming out called Wholehearted Faith. And this is one of the quotes in the new book. Evan says, it's about to live and love fully. This is what life is about. To embrace human vulnerability rather than exploit it. To try and make sense of our place in this fragile yet beautiful world. To seek to understand our role, proclaiming God's love and justice. This has been the work of generations. And it's still our work today. There's still plenty of work to do, especially 
because of the articles in the paper. How can we help our community to know that God's love and mercy is available to them? That they don't have to look like us or talk like us or dress like us or think like us, but just as they are, they are invited into a relationship with Jesus that can help them to transform into being the best, their best selves, the selves that God created them to be. Just as we are in the process of transforming ourselves. May we be about this work. Amen.